Hi, and welcome to the Genesis Podcast. We're so glad to be able to bring a small portion of our community to you through this medium and hope that you'll join us in our endeavor to embolden one another to change the world by effectively representing Jesus Christ. If you would like to know more about who we are as a community, as well as when and where we meet, you can visit us online at thegenesisstory.com. Also, if you have benefited from this podcast in any way or would like to participate in what we're doing here at Genesis, would you consider partnering with us by donating online again at www.thegenesisstory.com. There you can select the giving tab and how you would like to contribute to the general fund or even to the building fund. Remember, we can do more together than we can ever do alone. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. God bless. All right. Thanks for being here. Just the fact that you showed up is it's a sign that you believe God might make, uh, might speak to you and it might, your life might be better because you showed up and you want to learn something. So I commend you for that every week um, to get out of bed and to get here. And uh, So anybody else? Herman, you want to sign up? I guess the, the question is, what did you sign up for? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out by the end of the service. But uh, I guess to start, let's open up with a word of prayer real quickly, okay? God, uh, you blow me away, Lord, uh, every day. Uh, just thank you for your faithfulness and who you are, Lord, um, your promises. Where two are more gathered, you are in our midst. And so I just uh, proclaim that this morning, that, Lord, you are here and your spirit is here in this room and in the space between us. I pray, God, uh, specifically this morning that you would illuminate the dark areas of our life that need, the, that need your light, Lord. Pray that uh, our hearts would be inspired to uh, motivate and change, Lord. Um, thank you for your grace that gives us the ability to do that. And uh, thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to be your mouthpiece. I love you. And uh, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you guys heard of Jordan Peterson? Yeah, one, anybody? Two, three, four, right on. Uh, the book says it's the most influential public intellectual in the world. Uh, he's a clinical psychologist and a professor of psychology at the University of Toronto. His, he really got put on the map uh, last year or in 2017 from this book, 12 Rules for Life. Anybody heard of it? Good. If you, anybody read it? Okay. Anybody want to read it? Yeah, yeah. if you want to, you know, pass it along after you read it. Uh, the book is so good. It really, uh, I don't want to say changed my life, you know, but uh, really gave me a great perspective on psychology and just the way we think about stuff. Religion is really much one of those things that, yeah, the way we think about it, you know, our, our framework uh, is constantly needing to be renewed and straightened out and recalibrated. I like how Sam says that we show up on Sundays and we're here to get recalibrated, you know. Some churches say we come to get filled up and then we empty ourselves out on the world each week and we come here and we calibrate and we, we ask the hard questions in our life, or at least we should. And Sam posed a question a few months ago, um, what do you want? If that question hasn't haunted you, then you probably haven't considered it. What a great question. What do you want? I mean, there's a lot of answers to that question. He also asked, you know, what makes your heart alive? That might be a 
conduit for the answer to the other question, what, what do you want? Um, go after what you want. In, in psychology, uh, you always hit what you aim for. So aim high, aim for good things, go after what you want, strive, okay? Um, and just so you know, as another uh, little disclaimer, Jordan Peterson has influenced the way I think and the way I talk. So a lot of this message will be in his style. And it's hard, I'm going to tell you. Um, he says a lot of things that may be a tough pill for some of you to swallow. So uh, I just want you to know right off the bat, I love you all dearly. I'm not trying to beat you up. Uh, this is not a hellfire and brimstone message. But like I said in my prayer, there's things in our life that you need to admit, that I need to admit, that, uh, that need God's light. I'm really preaching to myself this morning. Some of you guys that go to the men's group, you know me closely. I've shared in conf- confidence with you. My wife knows the things about me that I'm not happy with. There's things that need changing. There's things that God is pushing me and provoking me to do better. So part of this message is a try harder message, but that's not good enough. That's a good starting point. So anyway, uh, 12 Rules for Life is a great book. Some of his style, uh, by the way, he's done a lot of YouTube lectures on uh, biblical stories and the meaning of biblical mythology. And it's so good the way he breaks down Bible stories in a, in a real psychological sense. He gets to the root of the matter, the absolute of these stories. And these stories that I've heard a bunch of times, he's really illuminated them for me uh, to make them relevant in my daily life. And I think that's, in my opinion, a, one of the main reasons why scripture has uh, sustained for thousands of years because it's still helpful it's still relevant in your daily life um so the first thing i want to do is play a song uh, this is called 42 rules for life dr jordan peterson has 42 rules he's going to write more books uh, that will contain all these but this is a song by a guy called akira the dawn and he uses jordan peterson uh, and his voice for these 42 rules for life. So check it out. Glad you liked it. Yeah, good advice. It's kind of hard to hear some of those rules, but oh, such good advice. I love it. Uh, that song reminds me of my grandpa used to say it. Be a good boy. Good boys grow up to be good men. I'm definitely going to share that with my son. But the first thing I want to share with you this morning is that we have a high calling church. We have a high calling to be good people, to be God people. Amen. Thessalonians, Paul calls us people of the day. I like that. It's kind of mysterious. What does that mean? To me, at least today, it means we should be people of awareness. We should be people living in the light with an awareness of where we're at, what needs to be done, and what we're doing. When Jesus said, he who has ears, let him hear, what he was saying was pay close attention because everybody has ears. Um, Ephesians 4.1, walk worthy of the divine calling to which you've been called or lead a life worthy of the divine calling that you've been called. Colossians 1.10, by the way, verse 9 says something about uh, knowing the will of God and walking in wisdom and understanding. Verse 10, then... The way you live, the way, we're going to come, we're going to get to that, so remember the way. The way you live will always 
honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. The only question is, what did you sign up for? I got you, by the way. You all signed it. So we have a high calling, um, really, to be good people, like I said. And um, when I say good, especially in church, we usually think of, like, morality, right? But good means good, you know, like a good plumber or a good listener. We're supposed to be good people. We should be good drivers, good plumbers, good listeners, good cooks, good husbands, good wives, good drivers. We really should be pursuing goodness. When we pursue happiness, it's flawed. And this is from Jordan, uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson. Fact of the matter is uh, there's times in your life where you're not going to be happy. Uh, life is hard. There's going to be suffering. So if we pursue happiness, it's a trap. You're not, there's going to be times where you just, you fail and you're not there. You don't get it. But if you pursue goodness, the byproduct of goodness is happiness. Uh, if you make a good sandwich, it's going to make you happy. You know what I'm saying? You take pride in it. Um, so do good things. Uh, and the sky's the limit. The, anything you could do. Uh, one of the rules in that last song was pick one room in your house and make it as beautiful as you can. And it's so cool. Cause we've kind of experimented with this. And you walk in the room, you're like, oh, I love it. It just feels good. It, it doesn't just look good. It feels good. And when you're in that room, you, you feel good. Um, so goodness. Morality, yes. Ethics, Yes. I mean, of course, right? We, we, we claim to know the living God. We should be ethical, moral people. The Ten Commandments are kind of funny, aren't they? Don't kill each other. Don't lie. Don't steal from each other. Don't, you know, don't take each other's wives. I mean, it's, it's pretty sad that God had to command us not to do those things. But um, pursue goodness. And I mean morality, a purity in your life, in your thoughts. But also pursue goodness. Be a good driver, be a good plumber, be a good listener. Be good at what you do. Don't settle for mediocrity. So we have this high calling. Maybe unachievable, I don't know. Live a life worthy of the Lord. How can you do that? Especially because we're human. So the second thing I want to share with you this morning is that sin is the reality. Got any sinners here? Right on. You guys know what sin means? It means missing the mark, right? Have you heard that? Probably, if you've been in church. Uh, it's actually an archery term, I think is what I was taught. A uh, perfect bullseye is a perfect bullseye. Anything but a perfect bullseye is sin. There's sin that leads to death, and then there's sin that doesn't lead to death. I'm not going to go into that right now. We're going to talk about sin as missing the mark. If you eat fried chicken and ice cream every single day, are you missing the mark? Yep. Is it sin? Yep. Somebody cuts you off on the freeway and you get impatient. Come on, man. What's going on? Are you really? Let's go. Is it sin? Yeah, sin. You lazy? Sin. You gluttonous? Sin. 
You're resentful. Maybe not overall, like I'm not a resentful per- person, but there's moments of bitterness. There's moments that I have where I get real bad, <laughs> real resentful. Sin? Betcha. Sin is everywhere. Um, I'm not trying to dismiss it and like, all right, let's just go on with our happy lives, but let's just be aware that we, we sin. Isaiah 53, 6, all of us like sheep have gone astray. We have left God's path to follow our own. Genesis 4, 7, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. So here's the struggle we're in. Sin is lying at the door waiting to get you. You have to be paying attention so that you can rule over it. A lot of Old Testament scriptures too, they talk about uh, stay on the path. Do not stray from it from the left or to the right. Keep the law of the Lord on your mind and in your heart. Keep walking down the right path. Do not stray to the left or stray to the right. Stay straight on the path, right? Or the way. Jesus said, You guys know this verse. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. What does that mean? What it means is that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by the way, the truth, and the life. What's the way? The way is the path, the right path. It's where you should be going. It's what you should be doing. It's who you should be coming. You know when you're on the right path. You know when you're thinking the right thing. You know when you're not thinking the right thing. Maybe some people would say it's like walking in the spirit. That's an interesting uh, Christianese we use. If you're walking in the spirit, you're on the way. You're on the right path. You're thinking in a healthy way. You're acting properly. I love Jordan Peterson. He says that a lot. You're acting properly. And he's insinuating that there's a right way that people should act and, or think and things they say or there's the wrong way. It's, it's pretty cut and dry. So uh, anyway, Jesus is our way, our, our path. It's very dangerous when you stray off the path because the path is a straight line. And it's headed towards its destination. And when you stray, you go off at an angle. So it might be one step today and you're one step off the path. But if you take two steps off the path, now you're four steps off the way. If you take three steps, now you're 12 because of the law of angles, right? You see what I'm saying? It's a slippery slope. It's a compounded. It gets exponentially worse and worse every decision we make. When you stray off to the path, you got to get right back on the path. Um, I love the way Sam described spiritual maturity uh, a few years ago. And that's always been a tricky thing. Like the Apostle Paul says, we'll never achieve, you know, the the more you know, the more you know that you don't know, those types of paradoxes. But uh, Sam explained spiritual maturity as, and I hope I get this right, when the amount of time that you stray off the path to get to getting back on the path decreases, it decreases and decreases. You stray, but you get right back on. That's spiritual maturity. And you veer off left and you get right back on. That's what we're called to, to get back on the way, to get back on the path. The statistical probability that you'll do more things off the path, it, it compounds. But there's good news. Every step you take towards the way or the path 
incremental increase, the more chance you have of doing good. A statistical probability. The numbers don't lie. The more good you do, the more good you can do. The faster you do the good. So it goes both ways. So Jesus is our way. He's our path. He, he provided that opportunity to get back in the right mode because of what he did on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. The truth. Truth is cool. Truth is good. We need it. I love it when people tell me the hard truth. I'm like, hmm, right. <laughs> um, it's the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John 16 that he he called the Holy Spirit, what? The spirit of truth. So it's the truth that will guide you. Uh, He convicts us of sin and of righteousness. I forget what scripture that is, but it's in your Bible. The Holy Spirit is with you. When Jesus left, he said, I don't leave you as orphans. I've given you the spirit of truth. And he'll, he'll guide you into all truth. And he'll convict you of sin and of righteousness. Well, that sounds like your conscience. Yeah, listen to your conscience. When you get off the path and you're like, oh, shouldn't have thought that way, get right back on the, pa- on the way. When you do the wrong thing, stop it and get right back on the path and start doing the right thing. The life. Yeah. Life is growth. It's just, it's just that's what life is. Life grows. Life is not death, but life is strength. Life is hope, vitality, fruit. Life is abundant because it's always growing. And I like this proposition. Maybe God is eternal because he never stops growing. Back to the high calling. I forgot to mention that we're made in the image of God, right? You guys know that? What does that mean? That means that you look like God. What does God look like? God looks like you. Now you hear, you hear what I'm saying about that high calling? It's high. God's not going to peek through the clouds and expose his face to everybody and, 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 and let us see him. How does God reveal himself to the world? Through you. Yeah, you, 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 me. You and you, God looks like you. You look like God. I believe that. That's a real weird, deep psychological or philosophical kind of thought. But I believe that, church. I think we need to walk in that, you know. So, uh, yeah, life is eternal. It never stops growing. But I do have a question. What did you sign up for? What did you sign up for anyway? I want to know about that. Um, a few months ago, I was on a job site and I heard some worship music, uh, down the hall. So I had to go, it was just drawing me near there. So I had to go and say, Hey, good morning, brother. How you doing? Getting your worship on, huh? And there was a, a Mexican dude in his fifties, just painting the walls. Hey, what's up brother? Yeah. Oh, you're a believer. Yeah. I'm a believer too. All right. God bless you, man. God bless you too. Hey, do you know where I can get one of those stickers? The God believes in you stickers. Yeah. I, I know where you can get one of those stickers. <laughs> so we had a minute of fellowship. It was sweet. And then, uh, about three weeks later, uh, I get to the job again and he's there on the street getting his things ready. Hey, good morning, brother. Hey, good morning. How are you? And he walks right up to me, looks me dead in the eye and goes, you read God's word every morning. You get with God in the morning every day. 
I, well, um, yeah, I try. Uh, most mornings. Yeah, I mean, most mornings, at least like one verse, you know. I tried to impress him. I said, yeah, this morning's verse was blah, 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 blah. He looked me dead in the eye and he said, get with God every morning. Get in his word, get with the Lord. The first thing, you know, go to the bathroom, make your coffee, get with God in the morning. I said, wow, okay. He really like, it was weird the way he approached me and looked me in the eye and it was like, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it till the day I die. God spoke to me through him and said, get in the word, get in prayer with God, make time for God every single morning. I said, yes, sir. Uh, I said, do you get in the word and get with God every morning? He said, every morning. I said, wow. How long has it been since you've been doing that? He goes, I don't know, 15 years? I don't know. I said, every day? He said, every day. I said, 15 years? He said, 15 years. I said, every day? He said, every day. (laughs) Wow. He went on to tell me that you may not know it, you may not realize it, but the spirit is working. You do that and your life will be strong. You'll have wisdom. God will give you insight. He'll give you more patience. And it's because of your commitment that you make in the morning. So a small piece of advice, guys, get with God in the morning. Give him your first fruits of your day. Give him a couple minutes. Give him a quick prayer. You know, if you have a desire to be a praying person or, uh, you know, set an alarm. Right now, I encourage you. You guys want to be, pray, get out your phone, let's set an alarm. We're going to pray at 1225 p.m. every day. If you're busy, just offer up a quick one. Offer up a longer one if you can. Set your alarm right now if you you want to. 1225. I just thought it'd be a good time. Chris. Christmas, 1225, I don't know. You might be on lunch. But anyway, um, setting alarms and things like that might seem silly, but that's a really good thing to do. Jordan Peterson talks about this. It's about systems. It's not about just goals. Goals are are nice, but systems are better. Um, So anyway, Socrates, I think it was, said that a man is as wise as the amount of truth that he can tolerate. It took me a while to chew on that and really think about that. Um, It's not just the truth that's around you, but it's the truth that's in you. And so I'm going to cut to the chase and just say it. Let's be honest with ourselves. Uh, Honesty doesn't really have to do with telling other people the truth. It really has to do with believing the truth and knowing the truth about yourself. Like I said, if you can admit that, yeah, you know what, there's some resentment there uh, with my dad or with my brother or, you know, yeah, I do leverage my authority unfairly towards those that I work with or whatever it is. Be honest with yourself, guys. Confess your sins to one another that you might be healed, right? Peter said. I love the richness of God and I, I, I... you guys know my testimony. I went on this roller coaster ride of just becoming alive again, going from death to life, you know. And it's kind of mellowed out after a couple years. And, uh, you know, people talk about these dry seasons. And I'm one of those that's like, nope, not me. I ain't doing the dry season. Keep, keep it pouring on, God. I want the fire. I want it to be, you know. But the truth is there's, there's times where I just feel distant from God. And that's normal. You guys can relate, right? Sometimes we're not sure how close he is and stuff. And I really struggled in the last month to regain the intimacy. And um, there's two things that really help. One is service. Just serve other people, and that, that'll really help. And the second thing is that what, what I did that 
really helped this month. Um, it, it was just like what I'm talking about. It was just being aware of my sin and grieving it a little bit and just saying, God, I'm sorry that, you know, there's things in my life I'm not happy about. There's things that I do that you guys don't know about, that, you know, and it's irritating. You look at me, oh, Ben's oh, leading the men's group. Oh, he sends his verse of the day and he hands out his stickers. Oh, walking in the spirit all the time. Not true, man. There's things I struggle with. There's things I do that are wrong. And um, when I sat down with God and I said, Lord, uh, wash, wash me. I feel dirty. You know, forgive me of my, my sins, of, the, of what I'm doing. It, it really helped. It rekindled that intimacy. I really felt close to God again. So if you're struggling with that intimacy with God, try those two things. Um, confess your sins, gr- grieve your sin, and, and, and serve other people. Like I said, some of this is kind of a, a tough pill to swallow. Some of this is hard, so forgive me. But um, this is where I'm at. Like I said, I'm really preaching to myself. Um, Jesus told a story where the two men go up to the temple to pray, and one man is saying, oh, dear God, thank you that I'm not like these other men. And the other man says, he's beating his chest and weeping. He says, forgive me, God. Have, have, great, have mercy on my soul. And Jesus said that man is the one who went home justified. So grieving your sin is really um, powerful. It's important. Um, I know at my old church, they used to say that we can't even approach God without clean hands and a pure heart. Like the first prayer should always be, God, forgive me my sin, and then we can pray. Um, Just food for thought. I also, I don't know where I heard this, but this stuck with me my whole life too. Christianity is like a greased pole. If you ain't climbing, you slipping. Have you ever heard that? I like that. Like I said, we should be striving to get back on the way, get back on path. You guys are good people. But however good you are, you could be better. I'm sure there's something you could do to be a better person, husband, father, employee, cousin, friend, servant, whatever. Be creative in your life with God and discover ways that you could really figure it out and, you know, and just, just be creative and be good, be great. Here's the secret. It's not a secret, but here's the, here's how you do it. Okay. Here's how you, uh, strive to be better and get better. You start with the small things. I love Jordan Peterson's advice. Cause it's like, start with cleaning your room and you'll feel better about it. So start with the small things. Um, he talks about the desk that's covered with papers. Everybody's got one, right? I, I, we had one for months. Man, I hated that stack of papers. I would walk by it and I just, I hated it in my house. It gave me anxiety. But his advice is really good advice. Put one piece of paper away a day. Just one. Just go to the stack that's a mess. Grab one or two. Figure out what to do with it and put it away. Watch what happens to your life in three months, four months. Your desk is going to look great. When you're done with that, you start on other things. So it's incremental increase. Start with the baby steps. And I always say this in our men's group. There's no small thing in the kingdom of God. I think one of his rules he mentioned in the song was something similar. Um, Something done well is not insignificant. Anything you do well is not insignificant. Like that good sandwich you make. It's a good sandwich. You know, there's a way to slap it together, but then there's a way to put the pickles in the right spot. And you put the tomato right here, just the right amount of oil and vinegar. You know what I'm saying? Build your sandwich, you know, build, build your life, build your ministry. (laughs) Um, 
Another one of his rules was uh, something like pursue who you could be. And, and what you don't know is more important than what you already do know. Um, Sam has shared this recently too, that life is becoming. It, it's really about where we're headed. It's not about who you are, what you've done, your past. I, you guys can relate to that. I can relate to that. I always wondered, how long am I going to identify with being a former addict? How long is that going to stick with me? You know, is that going to be me? Is that, gonna, is that gonna, how people are going to identify me? Well, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. After 10 years, that's fine. But I'm not worried about that. I'm looking forward, man. I, I have... Big dreams and big desires, the things that I want are silly. <laughs> you know, it's going to take God to achieve them. A small example, you know, those silly stickers. I love them. And I thought, I want a sticker in every state. So why not? I want a sticker in every state. And then Mary and Adelio put one in Estonia. Now I want a sticker in every country. Why not, right? If it doesn't ever happen, it's not the end of the world, but that's what I'm shooting for. So goals are good. Um, it's uh, that question, what do you want, will haunt you. Uh, goals are good. You know, I want to be healthy. It doesn't really help you in the day-to-day. The day -day. What's more important is the systems I was talking about. You have a system in place. Well, the system is, well, Tuesdays I'm going to exercise. And when we go to the grocery store, we're not buying fried chicken and ice cream. We've set rules in place. We've got this system. I'm exercising once a week. I'm not going to eat the good stuff. Now your goal, you're already moving towards your goal. You don't even have to think about the goal. You have a system in place. You want to be a praying person? Have a system in place. Set your alarm clock and pray when it goes off. You want to read the Bible? Set an alarm clock. Read your Bible. Commit to reverse a day, a chapter a day, whatever it is. Make a system. Like I said, goals are you know great. We all got these goals, but if you set your life up in a systematic way, that's that's good. That's good stuff. I tried to organize our men's group that way. One of our things is that we're going to serve once a month, because if we don't commit to that, then we probably won't do it. You know, so we we, we got to get on that. By the way, guys, we haven't served in a couple months, but we're going to we put the system in place. We're going to serve, and our our um, core value says that we're going to serve someone, anyone, anywhere, somewhere. It doesn't matter because as we serve, the power of God will be made manifest through us, and we believe in that, and we know it's a good thing. So we're going to commit to that. It's just a system in place. Yeah. Um, no, not yet. Got to wait for that one. What'd you sign up for? What do you want? It's a good question. You want to come here and get motivated once a week? Or do you want uh, strength of character? Where people need something, they call you. Can you be relied on in a crisis? Do you speak life to the people around you? Do you encourage them? Do you build and edify? I love that word, edification. In Spanish, a building is edificio. Edificio building we're building that's what we should be doing we should be building growing striving moving you know stagnation laziness those things are the devil I quote my grandma another thing recently we did in the men's group was um started writing these purpose statements down and there's a scripture where Paul says, it's not flesh and blood we wrestle against but against the principalities and rulers and powers of the air right what is that? What's the principality and ruler of the air? You know, are there, yeah, um, horned creatures in the air that are flying around? Maybe. We chose to identify the principalities and powers of the air as greed, pride, lust, laziness, envy, etc., etc., etc. There were quite a few. That's what we fight against. 
I love how the New Testament is just the common theme is fight the good fight, run the good race, keep going, endurance, persevere, endurance, persevere, get back on the way, get back on track, be guided by truth and you will have life. That's it. The gospel is that God is here. That's the gospel. We have the spirit of truth that guides us in everything we do, guys, everything you do, every detail. Even the sandwich. So I want to end with some encouraging words. Since I beat you all up a little bit, beat myself up. You guys like country music? No, all right, too bad. I won't sing it. I'm going to read you some lyrics though. Lee Bryce, Love Like Crazy says, Be a best friend. Tell the truth. And overuse I love you. Go to work. Do your best. Don't outsmart your common sense. Never let your praying knees get lazy and love like crazy. Love that. I love that so much it chokes me up. I don't know why, but I love it. I'm a sucker, though. <clears throat> um, here's another word of encouragement. Ecclesiastes 9, 4 to 6. This is the message translation. They're all pretty similar. But this one says, seize life. Eat bread with gusto. Drink wine with a robust heart. Oh, yes. God takes pleasure in your pleasure. Dress festively every morning. Don't skimp on colors and scarves. Relish life with the spouse that you love. I'm going to say that again for those of you that may need to hear that again. Relish life with the spouse that you love. Each and every day of your precarious life. Each day is God's gift. It's all you get in exchange for the hard work of staying alive. Make the most of each and every one. Whatever turns up, grab it, do it, do it heartily, do it well. The only question is, what did you sign up for? Let's pray. Oh, God, thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you for your spirit. And I just, uh, again, thank you for what you've done in our lives. We celebrate you, Lord, every each and every day. I pray that um, a spirit of um, goodness would penetrate this church and all of our friends that are here visiting God. Continue, Lord, to illuminate those areas that we need to be aware of in our life, God. Give us the courage to make the changes and inspire us, God, to live the good life. Thank you for being a God that allows us to take pleasure in things like wine and sandwiches. We love you, Lord, for just being a complete God, a completely faithful God. Um, we do just love you and celebrate you today and every day, God. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for being here. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. May you be a good person, a better person today than you were yesterday, committed to growth with God and with each other. May you constantly get back on the way, be guided by truth, and truly experience the abundant life. You guys have a good weekend. Love you. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com. 
as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.